Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. How you doing, wrestling fans, and welcome to another edition of John Arizzi's Pro Wrestling Spotlight Podcast, the only wrestling podcast that brings you back 30 years with vintage audio featuring some of the biggest names of that time. The Pro Wrestling Spotlight covered all the news stories and breaking developments that happened in real time, and now we get to relive those moments right here on this podcast. For the next two weeks, we will go back to the future and take a look at two shows that were historic in nature and we'll give you a preview of where the pro wrestling spotlight was in 1993 and 1994. Since the pro wrestling spotlight was not on the air the weeks of April 26th and May 3rd in 1992, we have decided to bring you a few classic shows from the future. Today's look forward will be the original broadcast from February 27, 1993, a major newsworthy show with the return of Ric Flair to the WCW and Hulk Hogan's return to the WWF on Monday Night Raw, both in the same week, as well as the funeral of Kerry Von Erich. But the main event was the appearance of Jim Helwig, the ultimate warrior to the airwaves of WEVD. Before we get into all of that, I want to plug our Patreon community. Five bucks a month gets you access to the entire PWS library from the first show in 1989 through April of 1992, with a new vintage show being uploaded every Sunday. You also get early access to this podcast and our sister podcast, Matt Memories from Madison Square Garden. We have levels for all budgets, and the bigger the tier, the more you get. We ship vintage magazines each and every month to patrons from one a month to four a month in the executive producer level. Vintage audio from the early 70s through the 1990s, vintage video, 8mm films, unwatermarked photo sets, or just part of the Patreon tiers. And we do a monthly video get-together with patrons just go to patreon.com slash John to become part of the community. I do want to tell you about one of our sponsors, ID Theft Assist. ID Theft Assist is the company that is helping people every day who have been victims of a crowing problem, which is getting your identity stolen. Identity fraud resulted in $56 billion in losses in 2020, an all-time high, 
and the victim spends an average of 200 hours of their time trying to achieve a successful resolution to the problems that come with getting their identity stolen. So it's really a matter of time, not if, you could become a victim, which is why ID Theft Assist needs to be a part of your protection team. Their sole focus is serving their members with a team of professionals of certified fraud resolution specialists, CPAs, and backed by a national network of attorneys. ID Theft Assist clients get comprehensive protection. Members can immediately address concerns with the resolution specialist team regarding dark web monitoring, credit report alerts, stolen funds issues, identity monitoring, and even tax fraud, just to name a few. Their team of in-house advocates are experts in restoring identities once an individual has become a victim of theft. ID Theft Assist is a monthly subscription service that gives you and your immediate family access to the quickest identity theft response services. They do all the work for you. One call, one solution. Their three-step approach compiles the facts, contacts your creditors, and restores your financial reputation. They offer complete restoration services, credit monitoring from the three major credit reporting agencies, and also offer a $1 million insurance policy, which reimburses an individual in the event that you do any of the work on your own. Right now, listeners of the Pro Wrestling Spotlight podcast have an opportunity to become a member with a special discount. Just go to idff.com slash e slash pws and sign up for this ID security blanket. And with this special introductory offer, we've negotiated a 30% discount for listeners of John Arezzi's Pro Wrestling Spotlight podcast. Right now, you can get a membership to ID Theft Assist for just $9 a month when you register with this exclusive offer. That's idtheftassist.com slash e slash pws. There is a one in three chance of identity theft if your information has ever been stolen in a breach, so take the step now to protect yourself and your identity by joining ID Theft Assist today. Well, without any further ado, let's get right to the Pro Wrestling Spotlight from February 27th, 1993, with The Ultimate Warrior. Opinions expressed by guests of the following program do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of the producers, sponsors, and host of the Pro Wrestling Spotlight, nor the staff and management of WEVD. Last Sunday night, Nashville, North Carolina, the man mostly identified with the Atlanta, Georgia-based wrestling company, World Championship Wrestling, the seven-time NWA World Champion, Nature Boy Ric Flair, returned home. Twenty-four hours later at the Manhattan Center in New York City, 
the man most identified with the Connecticut-based World Wrestling Federation, Hulk Hogan, also made a triumphant return back home. Tonight, we'll talk about the return of both these superstars to the wrestling organizations they both hope to help recover from bad economic times. This and much more tonight, right here on the Pro Wrestling Spotlight. And now, Eastside Wrestling presents John Arizzi's Pro Wrestling Spotlight. Brought to you by Holbro Paint Industries. 1851 Flatbush Avenue in Brooklyn. Your one-stop center for all your home and commercial painting needs. Here's your host, John Arizzi. Better late than never, I always say. Uh, how you doing, wrestling fans? John Arezzi here with another edition of the Pro Wrestling Spotlight right here on 1050 AM, WEVD, New York's Greater 1050. And, you know, I screwed up because last week uh, I was told about this hockey game tonight, and I was so excited about coming back to broadcast here at the station, I forgot to mention it to you, the listeners. Thanks for hanging in there with us. I think there's just one more time in March uh, that we may have a situation like this, and I will give you uh, ample notice before we uh, uh, go into another hockey game. But we are back with another week here and another exciting week in the world of pro wrestling. At the top of the hour, uh, we told you about the two big stars returning to their respective wrestling organizations, Ric Flair, the Nature Boy, returning to WCW last Sunday in Asheville for that great pay-per-view show, and also Hulk Hogan returning to the Monday Night Raw television tapings, his first appearance there, his return to the WWF. And uh, kind of ironic that these two legends, uh, the main stars for these two respective organizations, coming back within 24 hours of each other. So we'll talk about that tonight. We have other things to talk about here at the program. Uh, we are hoping for an appearance by the man formerly known as the Ultimate Warrior, uh, Mr. Jim Helwig. Uh, we had a lengthy discussion with him Thursday evening, and uh, we hope to have him call in here tonight. Uh, we also understand that earlier in the day, a representative of his spoke to Don Liable and wanted our hotline number, so we're hoping that he'll, he will call in. Uh, we also have some other guests to talk to you about. Uh, we have lots of things to cover, so why don't we get right down to it as we do each and every week here at the show. We're going to bring on direct from upstate New York our reporter Don Liable with all the news of the week right here at the Pro Wrestling Spotlight. Donnie. Are you there? Yes, I am. And uh, as I said, you're coming in really clear uh, this evening, so 250 miles away. you got a lot of people listening to you. Yes, we do. All righty, John, we'll get right to the news here. Leading off the capsule, more than 500 mourners attended Kerry Von Erich's funeral this past Monday at Dallas's First Baptist Church, while an estimated 3,000 fans poured into the Dallas Sportatorium last Friday night for memorial show. Now, the auto procession from the church where Kerry's funeral was held to Grove Hill Memorial Park in East Dallas stretched five miles. Among the more notables from the wrestling game to attend the funeral were Brett Owen Hart as well as the Ultimate Warrior. Well, congratulations are in order to Barry Windham in winning the National Wrestling Alliance Heavyweight Championship from the Great Muta last Sunday evening. Join World Championship Wrestling's Battle Brawl pay-per-view presented in Asheville, North Carolina. Among other highlights on the card, the British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith, debuted for the promotion in grand style by pinning Wild Bill Irwin. And in other title box scores, Dustin Rhodes successfully retained his United States belt in besting Max Payne, who subbed for an injured Ron Simmons. 
plus WCW Pin King Big Van Vader, a bloodied mess at match's conclusion. He held on to his championship in defeating Sting in their strap match. Well, turning to WCW happenings outside of the arena, two more resignations were tendered by front office personnel following Bill Watts' departure. On Wednesday, Dennis Brent, editor of WCW's magazine, exited the scene. And perhaps the biggest story to break this past week, Jim Ross, a fixture on the WTBS and pay-per-view telecast of WCW, resigned on Thursday. Behind the mic for WCW since 1988, Ross was expected to be a salesman for the company, pitching to TV station managers to add the worldwide show to their broadcast lineup. Around the territories tonight, Stalker is the new TV champ in Smoky Mountain Wrestling, having stripped the belt from Tracy Smothers. Out in the Pacific Northwest, Colonel De Beers wears the Championship Wrestling USA heavyweight crown, and add the Steiner Brothers versus the Head Shrinkers to WrestleMania 9's lineup. And wedding bells rang for dangerous Danny Spivey on Valentine's Day in Tampa, Florida, as he married Chris Beyer, the eldest daughter of wrestling legend, the sensational intelligent destroyer. Well, after defeating his son, Brian Christopher, in Memphis two weeks back to retain his United States Wrestling Association unified belt, Jerry the King Lawler scored an upset victory over the narcissist Lex Luger last Saturday in Nashville Sports Arena. During the match, Christopher made his way to ringside and was caught by referee Frank Morrell in hitting the King with a chair. Lawler's victory was by disqualification. Finally, from the scrapbook files on this day in wrestling, 16 years ago in 1977 in Miami, Florida, NWA country saw Dusty Rhodes come out ahead of superstar Billy Graham, and in tag action it was Tony Rocco and Steve Kern winning over the combo of Angelo Poffo and Cowboy Bob Orton Jr. For the Pro Wrestling Spotlight, I'm Don Labo reporting. Capsule time, 1131. Okay, Don, of course, the big story with Jim Ross. You know, he's been a mainstay for WCW for such a long time. And uh, it's not going to seem the same without Mr. Ross there. He did the 900 number on Saturdays, which did big business. He did the uh, all the TV shows. And uh, now, you know, he's gone just like that. Boom, gone. Big big turnaround. Uh, you know, you talked about people coming in, uh, Flair and Hogan coming back to their prospective promotions. And, and you have somebody like Ross who been with uh, NWA, WCW, in wrestling for, I'd say, at least 20 years uh, it's going to be tough for him uh, at first, I think, to adjust to living a quote-unquote normal lifestyle, being home more. Uh, maybe it's, it's good for Jim to, to relax, uh, to get away from the pressures, and, and hopefully he'll, he'll be more hungry for wrestling and come back, and, and there'll be an opportunity for, for him to come back. I don't think pro wrestling has seen the last of Jim Ross. No, nope, I, I think he's been around too long that um, you, know, you get it in your blood, um, it's hard to walk away from it. Yes. But a good vacation is always needed. Okay, Donnie, listen, thanks a lot for the report, and of course we'll talk to you next week on WNYG, Saturday mornings, 10 a.m., 1440 a.m., and uh, then Saturday nights every week right here on WEVD. Have a good show, John. Thanks, Don. Okay, Donnie Liable, and uh, what we're going to do now, talk about uh, our main sponsor right here, and of course, Bruce, it's time to put on your whole bro painting cap. Now, I'm putting mine on right now as I read the spot, a wonderful cap. Hobro Decorating Center, 718-338-7800. And we have a special offer for all the fans out there regarding this great opportunity. Now, these guys down in Hobro, a bunch of maniacs, and we'll tell you about them right now. Here's a decorating opportunity you've been waiting for from now through March the 6th. That's right, next weekend. Hobro Paints at 1851 Flatbush Avenue, right in Brooklyn. 
They're holding a sensational winter paint sale featuring Regal Wall Satin. That's Benjamin Moore's luxurious flat finish for walls and ceilings. And right now, you can stop in at Holbro Paint, purchase just four gallons of this Benjamin Moore Regal Wall Satin. Mention you heard it on the Pro Wrestling Spotlight, and you'll receive a limited edition autographed Weekend of Champions poster. This beautiful collector's item is personally signed by 10 wrestling superstars. It's valued at $75. Yours absolutely free with your purchase. Of course, supplies are very limited. Now, when you stop into Holbro, ask for Johnny O. And when you buy your four gallons of the Benjamin Moore Regal Wall Satin Paint, get them in a headlock. That's what they told me. Get them in a headlock. Put on your cap and demand your autographed poster. And if you're lucky enough to pin down another one of those great guys at Holbro, early Earl they call him, because he always gets into work about four in the morning, you purchase four gallons of Benjamin Moore paint, not only will you get your autographed poster, but the Earl himself will give you a very special autographed picture, which I can't even mention on the air. 1851 Flatbush Avenue is the address. Give them a call, 718-338-7800. That's Holbro Paint. We'll tell you more about them later on in the hour. They are the people responsible for bringing us back to WEVD. And we'll return with more of the Pro Wrestling Spotlight right after this short time out. This is Ravishing Rick Rude, and if you're a wrestling fan, you won't go away. The Pro Wrestling Spotlight with John Rizzi will return after this short time out. Wrestling fans, the Wrestling Today magazine hotline gives you the inside information you need to know. Wrestling journalist John Rizzi updates the line each day with no holds barred coverage on what is making news in and out of the ring. By calling 900-933-7526, you will be an informed pro wrestling fan. That's 900-933-7526. The cost is just $1.49 a minute. Kids under 18 must have their parents' permission before calling. Whether you have a touchstone or rotary phone, you can reach John Rizzi on the Wrestling Today magazine hotline. Now for just $1.49 per minute, call 900-933-7526. 900-933-7526 today. Want to talk wrestling? Call 212-477-5610 and be part of the Pro Wrestling Spotlight. Now back to John Rizzi. Okay, we are back right here. That little doink the clown music out of here. Uh, yes. What we're going to do right now, bring on our very good friend, George Ann Macropolis, editor of the Wrestling Chatterbox. George Ann, are you there? Yes, I am. Now, the listeners out there, if they're not familiar with you, uh, you've been in the wrestling business longer than me, mm-hmm. for one, and uh, you put out one of the best wrestling newsletters around. It's a real fan's publication, the Wrestling Chatterbox. And uh, stopped over your house before stopping here at the station. Uh, picked up your uh, excellent issue with the tribute to Andre the Giant and, and also Kerry Von Erich. Uh, and uh, I wanted you to come on for a few minutes tonight to to talk to the fans and give them a special offer about the Chatterbox. Because if uh, you're a wrestling fan out there, the Chatterbox is certainly uh, a publication that you would s- thoroughly enjoy. Okay, it comes out once a month, John. It's usually about 32 pages. 
It costs $2.50. Um, like you said, ours is a little different. We have a birthday page with the wrestlers' birthdays. We have contests where you can win prizes to other newsletters. Um, we just got uh, Carrie's father's address. If someone wanted to send mass cards, they could send cards to the family. I'm sure that they're going to need all that support now. This issue, we have a colored picture of Bret Hart, which was donated to us by Mike Lano. And we have notes and news and uh, just a little bit of everything. It's a potpourri of everything. And uh, I have to say, Regina and I are very proud. I think we're the only females that put out a wrestling newsletter in a dominated male world out there. <laughs> but um, if they want to give it a try, we can give them a special. My postage to send this out is $0.75. Cents. Um, for your listeners, if they hurry up and send in real quick, we'll only charge a dollar, and we'll send them the free issue. The dollar will cover the postage and handling of sending it out. And um, the address, uh, they, they have to send Georgie M. Acropolis, and the address is 23 Dash 44, 30th Drive, Astoria, New York, 11102. Okay, George. And I also wanted to tell you I have 10 Cactus Jack issues left, John. The and tribute issue, yeah. Yeah. Um, we have a picture of Cactus and his wife and the baby. There's only 10 left, so it would have to be the first 10 people to send that. That was last month's issue. Okay, well, uh, certainly I uh, hope you... Uh, Pick up a lot of new subscribers. It's well worth the effort. And, George Ann, I, I hate to cut you off. Okay, no problem. We've been problem. waiting for the man formerly known as the Ultimate Warrior for such a long time, and he's going to join us. Fine, so. fine, John. Okay, okay. thanks, hon. Okay, thanks, George Ann. Okay. of the Wrestling Chatterbox. And let me tell you something. Uh, this next individual, our featured guest for this evening, is a man who, uh, in the wrestling business, when you talk about superstar, when you talk about somebody who has sold arenas out, if you talk about someone who has been looked upon as a hero to millions and millions of youngsters around the world, you talk about the man who is now formerly known as the Ultimate Warrior, and his name is Jim Helwig. I'm going to bring him on right now. Jim, are you with us? John, what's going on, big guy? How are you doing? How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, man. Sorry I couldn't get in touch with you earlier, but I was tied up doing some other things. Well, of course, uh, this has been a very interesting time in the career now, I don't know uh, what you feel comfortable with, if you want me to call you Warrior, if you, you know, whatever you... you call me whatever you want to call me. The people know who I am. Yes, they do. Know what I was and uh, know what I always represent in their hearts and, and their souls. So uh, you ask me what you want, open the phone lines, do whatever you want for the next uh, 20 minutes you got on the phone, and we'll just take it from there. Okay, we'll give you... we got 20 minutes here. Time, clock it off right now. And uh, I tell you, that you've been making uh, a lot of news recently. Uh, you had a, you disappeared from the World Wrestling Federation. My ears have been ringing. Yes, your ears have been ringing, and uh, uh, that happened in November. Now, can you tell us in your own words uh, what happened in November that you just suddenly disappeared from the scene? Um, I had a contractual dispute with Vince McMahon and the World Wrestling Federation, and it was over... Um, there's a lot of things that I can't get into. I understand that. But... Um, Basically, it was a thing that the WWF, uh, going back in time, was very, very good to me financially. And I wanted to get on and pursue other things and show the Warriors another side of what Jim Helwig, who portrayed the Ultimate Warrior, could do. And the Ultimate War and the uh, World Wrestling Federation didn't particularly care for that, so I had to make a decision. And uh, it's a rough schedule out there on the road uh, when you're in a different town every night, sometimes up to 20, 25 days 
uh, month and on a plane every day. People in the different arenas don't realize that, and it's they it's their right not to realize that. They pay to buy a ticket to see those wrestling personas for what they mean to them, and that's what I try to give them every night, and after a while, it takes a toll on you. Yeah. But um, that wasn't the reason why I left. The reason why I left was because I wanted to pursue other ventures, and I was terminated for reasons that can't be proven. Okay, and that's something that when we spoke on Thursday uh, regarding your situation, uh, now, I know uh, a lawsuit has been filed against uh, Titan Sports and, and Vince McMahon, and I don't uh, think that you can really comment on it publicly right now into to too much detail uh, regarding it. Uh, I guess you're going to wait uh, until... Not in a lot of detail, but the people I have spoken to out in uh, the public, you know, like where I live or, or wherever I happen to travel, they know. Yeah. You know, they know what's going on there, and they know... Uh, how the guys are worked and the control that's put, placed over them and uh, how they're made to feel and that they have no other avenues or other ways of making a living. And they're, they're wrapped up in the whole game, the whole game of it. It's, a, it's an entertainment field. Yeah. And I always knew that Jim Helwig and the Ultimate Warrior were two separate characters, and the Ultimate Warrior came out to play. Matter of fact, he's sitting next to me right now, and he wants to get out, but he's got a lock on the bag, and he can't get out. But... Um, it's just something that um, I that had to end. Well, even the, even the fact that you're doing an interview, which is something that uh, on a program like this, is something that the World Wrestling Federation would have never permitted in the first place when you were with the company. No, there's a lot of protective factors that go into play. I mean, uh, they have their own magazine in uh, publication, which is, uh, I think, the number one selling wrestling publication that there is out on the market. Yeah. And they don't allow interviews with uh, other wrestling magazines outside of that. And uh, I don't think that's... Uh, I think after a while, I think the people just have a reason to believe that they're being insulted. You know, don't insult our intelligence. Yeah. And uh, that's something that um, I never wanted to do as Jim Helwig, but as the Ultimate Warrior and working with the WWF, it's something that guidelines you have to stick by yes um the fact is right now the name the ultimate warrior now you cannot use this name is that, is that correct well here's the situation i was a young hungry individual that was uh doing like most people do in any profession not just professional wrestling but when it, in whatever anybody wants to pursue whether it's going to school and getting thrown out into the into the world and learning that profession in that way there's a comes a point in time when you have to pay dues and um that's what happened in the world wrestling federation and uh when the time came for the ultimate warrior to present himself on tv i was thrown a piece of paper in front of me and i didn't think twice about signing it because i wanted the securities that everybody else wants in their life. I wanted the home and the, the car and the things like that, the basic, simple things. And um, so I signed it. And over a course of time, what that signing meant was that I signed the trademark of the ultimate warrior to them. But um, representing myself formerly as the ultimate warrior or former WWF champion is something that can never be taken away from me. Yeah. And um, the people know that. And this gives me a good opportunity to speak in another way. 
right? You broke into the business uh, teaming up with Sting as the Blade Runners back then. Yeah, and he's done very well. He's done very well down there, and I hope uh, the situation is not the same for him. I hope that he's happy down there. We haven't spoken in a long time, and to be honest with you, out of all the times that, that I've traveled in airports and been up and down the road, we've never crossed paths. Oh. Wow. And yeah. you and you use the name at one time in the Dallas area, the Dingo Warrior. That's right. Uh, the same, Basically the same. Over the course of the years, it became more colorful, and that was all my doing. The development of it, the, um, the bringing in of the children as the warriors, and my commitment to what I felt those people deserved in buying a ticket or buying posters or buying T-shirts or buying dolls, and what I wanted to give to them each and every night at a live venue was out of my heart. It yeah. wasn't out of anybody else's. It was out of mine. And... Um, but that's also a situation where that name, the Dingo Warrior, is that also in this? No, it isn't. Okay. No, the Warrior, none of that is right okay. now. That's all. That's something that uh, that's in the you know in the hands of attorneys. Yes, it is. And I guess uh, this is going to be a <coughs> excuse me <coughs> a very celebrated uh, case because uh, heck, between uh, aside from Hulk Hogan and that company. Over the last uh, several years, you know, you were the guy. And if a, a case like this gets to court, it's going to be watched by all aspects of uh, mainstream media as well as wrestling media. Yeah, I'm sure it will. And with an ego like Vince McMahon's got, I'm sure it'll probably go that far. But that's the price that I'm willing to pay. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, to show the side that I want to show and the other things that I want to pursue and the self-confidence I have in myself that uh, you can realize any dream and you can be successful in anything. It's just how hard you want to work. Mm -hmm. And uh, outside of wrestling, I'll work just as hard in other things. And I'm not going to be out of the eye of the public. I'm starting a movie on March 2nd called Firepower. And um, so I'll be out there. I've been in hiding a little bit, maybe, and I haven't been on TV. But uh, I know the people have missed me, and I've missed them. And so we're going to go out there, and we're going to do some movie stuff. And we're going to show them a whole different side and bring them into the theaters and show them a good time that way. Okay. And also, uh, as far as wrestling, your wrestling career, um, wrestling where career, does that stand? Career, I have some things planned. I have some uh, some things planned in Europe as of right now. Nothing here in the states. Nothing in the states as of right now. Has WCW? Have you talked to WCW regarding uh, a possible? Uh, no, I return? haven't. They've contacted me. Okay. Okay, what we're going to do is this. I'm going to take a quick commercial break. If you could hang out with us for another few minutes, sure, we'll take some uh, calls uh, from some Love of the to. listeners. And, uh, hey, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll uh, put you on hold. Okay. And we will talk about one of our sponsors right now. The number to call is 212-477-5610. We're on the phone with Mr. Jim Helwig, the man formerly known as the Ultimate Warrior, the former WWF World Champion. Okay, LNS Comics uh, joins us tonight. And LNS has been with us for a long time since our very first radio show back April 9th, 1989. LNS Comics is the place for wrestling merchandise. Now, Larry and Steve from LNS, they wanted me to tell you about what's happening over at LNS Comics. Right now, they have imported for you wrestling fans the original Tiger Mask doll from Japan. They bought out the entire existing stock. This is the only place you'll be able to get it. LNS Comics. It's 18 inches high, fully posable with a cape, belt, ring bell. And you can pick it up right now 
at LNS Comics. Mention the Pro Wrestling Spotlight for a special discount price. That number is 516-489-9636. 516-489-9636. Also, you can call right now and reserve the complete set of WCW European Import Galoob Wrestling Dolls. They are now due in. Call to reserve your set. They feature the largest selection of wrestling figures in the country. They'll ship anywhere in the country. All major credit cards are accepted, and they have a large wrestling video catalog available. Call for that free list at 516-489-9636. Backgate Wrestling Magazines, 1960s on up. They are your wrestling source. Stop in and visit them at 1379 Jerusalem Avenue, out on Long Island, Southern State Parkway, 2 exit 24 North. Make your first left turn direct to LNS Comics, an official sponsor right here at this program. And don't forget that March special, the original Tiger Mask doll. Call, mention the show for a special discount price. That's LNS Comics. Okay, we're ready to go to the phones. Number to call is 477-5610. And we're going to talk and we're going to have you uh, give you the opportunity, which to my knowledge... Uh, the first opportunity ever on a program like this for the listeners to talk to uh, the ultimate the man formerly known as the ultimate warrior, Mr. Jim Helwig. And Jim, are you there with us? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, we're ready to take calls now. What do I do? Do I just punch him up from? I punch him up from in here. Look, we're gonna go to Dave from Staten Island. Okay, Dave will be our first caller tonight. Dave, are you there? Yeah. First of all, I'd like to say welcome back. Thank you, Dave. And first of all, uh, and second of all, I'd say ultimate warrior. It's great to hear your voice. Dave, it's great to hear your voice, man. What's going on, Warrior? Um, What's it, happening? I, I miss you, and so does my friends. We, we miss seeing you wrestling. I'd like to see you step in the WCW since it's not, it hasn't been going with the WWF at all since the lawsuit. Yeah, I know that. I, uh, I don't really catch up much on the TV because it just uh, it doesn't do much for my psychic. And you know the Ultimate Warrior or the guy that used to portray the Ultimate Warrior. He likes to get pumped up and fired up, so... Uh, there's no reason to watch something like that when it's not doing that for him. But uh, we're going to see what happens. But either way, I, like I say, I'm on my way out to L.A. right now, and I'm pursuing a movie career, and I'm starting my first movie called Firepower. On March 2nd, we start filming. So you're going to see the same intensity of The Ultimate Warrior brought out in James Helwig, and uh, I hope you uh, buy a ticket for that. It's much cheaper than going to the wrestling. Okay. And uh, have a good time with that, and uh, just keep your ears and eyes open and see what happens. Thanks for your call, Dave. Let's go to Steve from Merrick out on Long Island. Steve, you there? Yeah, well, Steve, like what's to, going on, buddy? What's going on? I'd like to know what uh, your plans are for the future. Are you going to go to Japan or the WCW? Um, I've been contacted by the WCW. Yes, I have, but I, my immediate plans are I start uh, filming. I've hooked up with uh, ICM, which is a big entertainment agency out of California, the handle is Jean-Claude Van Damme and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I'm uh, going to start my first movie March 2nd, which I believe is this coming Tuesday. Well, that's, and, uh, that's great. So keep your eyes open for that. Thanks for your call, Steve. Yeah. Let's go to Nelson from New York City. And I tell you, uh, Jim, ICM, major, major talent organization there. Major. Yes. And some really good people out there, and uh, all I want is an opportunity. I'm not going out there asking for anything more. Than, uh, than that. I'm not going out there saying who I was or what I was with the WWF. I'm going back and starting all over with this. And uh, I know that I can prove myself like I did in the WWF, uh, in ICM, in the movie, in the Hollywood industry. And I'm going to do it. 
Okay, let's go to the next call. Nelson from New York City. Nelson, you're next. Hi. Hey, Nelson, what's going on, pal? Hey, how you doing? Fine. Um, I want to ask you something. Go ahead, man. Ask me anything. Was the rumor true about that you were going to appear at Star K-91? It was, uh, that's what I read. Well, that particular rumor is not true. It's not true? And one of my best qualities is I don't lie, and, I, and I'm uh, just full of honesty. So if I knew, I would tell you. I'm not keeping a secret for anybody. But uh, keep your, like I told the, the last guy, I think it was Steve, keep your ears and eyes open. We'll see what happens. Okay. I would like nothing better than an opportunity at Sting. You know, we both started in a business together, and there's no animosity whatsoever. And uh, I would just like to see who the best is the best. I mean, I was the only guy to ever pin Hulk Hogan fair and square, one, two, three, and I only got one shot, and that was because of the WWF personnel. They wouldn't allow any more. So you got to move on. All right, let's go to our next caller. Thanks for calling, Nelson. We'll go to Frank from Queens. Frank, you're next. How's it going, Jim? Hey, Frank, what's going on, buddy? I just want to say uh, I saw you up at the convention in Philly. You look great. Thanks a lot, man. Thanks for coming up. We've got a lot of good people up there. Yeah, and uh, on the fans' behalf, I would like to say you'll always be the best, and you'll always be the ultimate one, and you'll always hype up the crowd better than Hulk will ever. Well, hey, vice versa, man. The Warriors were always the best to me, and behind the face paint, behind the costume, they saw what was really meant to be and uh, what the Ultimate Warrior was all about and its intensity and caring and sensitivity and all those things are going to come out in every other venture I pursue. So just keep your uh, eyes and ears open and check it out. Okay, thanks for your call. We're going to go back to the phones. The number is 212-477-5610. And we're on with Jim Helwig, the man formerly known as the Ultimate Warrior. We're on with Kareem from the Bronx. Kareem, you're next. Yeah. Hey, Ultimate Warrior. Hey, what's going on, Kareem? How you doing, boss? I'm doing okay. I just want to say that I've been a big admirer of yours since you came to the WWF. And, you know, I just hope everything works out for you with them in, you know, maybe in a couple of years or so. Maybe. Thanks a lot, man. I really, I, uh, I take that to heart. That really means a lot to me. And uh, the best to you, too. And it's a tough world out there. You know, life is not, yeah. life's a challenge. Every day's a challenge. You solve one challenge and another challenge presents itself and, that's what's happening in my life, and I know it's happening in your life every day. And sometimes when people are put up on pedestals by others, they think that sometimes the challenges aren't as great or as overwhelming, but they are. And I know you're just you're uh, conquering those challenges just as uh, well as I will, and good luck to you, too. Okay, and take care, Ultimate Warrior. Okay, bye-bye. Okay, okay, thanks for your call. We're going to go to Brian from Long Beach. Brian, you're next. Yeah, hi. Hey, Brian, what's going on? A um, couple of things real quick. I was okay, go ahead. Who you were scheduled to feud with in the WWF? And, uh, I uh, scheduled to feud with nobody. Nobody? Yeah, there weren't any more challenges. <laughs> and um, They were all gone. And uh, I wanted to uh, both Hulk and to not take anything away from Hulk because Hulk was the greatest challenge I ever had. Hulk wanted to, to battle me again, and I wanted to battle him again, but the WWF wouldn't allow it. And uh, the way I saw it was there was no more challenges left in the WWF, and with the other things that fell into place, it was time to pack my bags and put a lock around it and head on out and do other things. Okay, thanks for your call. And, uh, Jim, what was your relationship like with uh, Hogan? It was, um, it was not very real personal. Because, you know, he has a family, and he has uh, two kids, and he loves his family, and he, he, wanted, he loves spending time with his family. And when he 
was working. He spent uh, a decent amount of time with him, and then when he finally hung it up, he got involved in a lot of other things. Once you get this in your blood, not the wrestling per se, but just the work ethic that's involved in being on the road all the time and, and pushing yourself to your limits, it's hard just to go home and kick back yeah. and uh, grab the remote control and just watch cable. So, uh, But on a professional level, me and Hulk had a great relationship because he knew when if, if he was to come into port and he'd get off the ship and the ship went back out to sea that I would do everything I could in my power to make sure the ship didn't sink. Okay. And also, uh, as far as friendships in the business, it's hard to develop a lot of personal friendships in the business. It sure is. It's almost impossible. I know uh, it's a a sad situation to talk about, but uh, one of your best friends, I would guess, in the business uh, was was Kerry Von Erich. Kerry Von Erich was like a brother to me. He, I knew Kerry in Texas. When I originally started with the World Wrestling Federation, I lived in Dallas, Texas. And when I came home, he was working independent shots at the time. And uh, I first met him when I started in world-class wrestling as a dingo warrior. And that was right after he had had his accident, before they had let the public know that they had amputated his foot. And I came in as a, uh, as a bad guy with Gary Hart as my manager. And uh, the people, they bought me up. They ate, they ate it up. They, 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 they made me what I was there because of the resemblance to carry. And uh, I'll never forget that. That was the, the biggest stepping stone I ever had in professional wrestling. We developed a great friendship, and we became like brothers. And I always miss him. But the most important thing that I want people to remember is not what the media writes about him and the drug problems that he had and that his death may have stemmed from those drug problems or the death stemmed from the fact that he couldn't deal with the amputation of his foot. He had learned to deal with that. He was a great athlete. He was a great athlete without his foot. And uh, it was something that was never brought out publicly until his death. And I think that was a mistake. And uh, he never took his problems and put them on anybody else. And Kerry never said anything bad about anybody else. Kerry loved everybody, and he was loved by everybody else. And those are the things I want people to remember about Kerry Von Erich. When was the last time you saw Kerry? Last time I saw Kerry was uh, about two weeks prior to uh, the uh, incident in Dallas, Texas, and that was in Philadelphia at an autograph session. Okay, uh, yeah, I was there at that one. Carrie was always Carrie, you know, when um, Carrie, some people are up and down, but Carrie was just always Carrie. If Carrie had a drug problem, I mean, when he was on drugs, he was the same way when he was on drugs as when he wasn't on drugs. And, and uh, he treated people the same with the utmost, utmost in respect and, and courtesy. Well, you were in Dallas, uh, I guess, this past Monday, and uh, that must have been very difficult for you. I had to deal with a lot of different feelings. I dealt, uh, went to the uh, the wake, and uh, the public wasn't allowed to the wake, and I was there for a few hours by myself, and I I laughed. I stood over him, and I laughed and uh, about the good times and the funny times because Carrie was always wanting to cut up and rib and pull pranks and stuff, and then I you know, I would cry because of the loss. And then um, I would feel frustration because I would feel like it was an easy way out. And that's what most people would feel. And um, 
I guess when I get down in and out and in the dumps, that's what I try to pull up, That those feelings. I try to pull up those feelings to help me get through it because he had two beautiful children that he loved, and Carrie was 33 years old, but he was a 33-year-old kid, and his kids loved him, and they still don't believe it. They think he's out on the road. Hmm. And that's something that they're going to have to deal with, but I'm going to be there to make sure that him and his those kids and uh, his wife are... Uh, I can hopefully be a good part of the backbone that helps him get through it. Now, of course, Kerry had been in the business for a long time, and uh, I guess on a oh, fun... since he was a kid, yeah. you know, I mean, he was hitting the ring back when his father was in the ring. Of course. But uh, financially, uh, like what happens to a lot of guys in this business, because there's no uh, insurance, usually there's no... Uh, it's just the way the money goes. The money you spend on the road, uh, Kerry didn't well, have... Well, the money's like, you know, it's not like everybody wants to think it is, too, in certain yeah. situations, you know? You know, I can thank my stars that it was good for me. I don't have any grievances about that, but to other people, it's not that good. Yeah, because I was uh, talking uh, with uh, several people, and as far as the, the Kerry Von Erich situation, uh, if there's any way that his family, his widow, and his children needed some help, uh, we'd like to try to organize some type of effort uh, to arrange uh, to maybe... Well, I tell you, Frank, what I've done, I've already set something up through my attorney. You have. For the security and the uh, to make the people feel good about it, what I'd like to do, I know that you're back on the air, and congratulations about that. Uh, I'd like to be in touch with you, like, next week and okay. check with my attorney and how people can help if they'd like to. Because we got a lot of listeners and, out there. And, um, you know, so that they can know that the money's going to the right places. It's being handled in the right way. I don't want anybody cutting checks to me or... And I'm not familiar with something like this because it's the first time I've had to deal with something like this. Right. But I'd be more than happy to contact you next week or okay. next time you're on the air and let the people know. And if they feel that way, then fine. But if they don't, uh, please just remember that Kerry was a loving person. He was just a big teddy bear, and uh, he did nothing but give good to people. He didn't take any of it. Even though he had so many problems to deal with inside, he never took those problems to anybody else or took them out on anybody else. Okay. We'll take a few more calls, and that'll be it. Uh, you know, we appreciate you coming on the air with us, Jim. It's, uh, hey, no it's a pleasure. Hey, no problem at all. Okay. You don't need to thank me. Okay, let's go back to the phones and go to Lou from Brooklyn. Lou, you're next. Hey, you doing, Ultimate Warriors? Hey, Lou, what's happening, boss? How's everything? Good, man. I'm doing real good. How about yourself? Not bad. I all just right. got one question. Do you have any regrets about going to the WWF? Um, that's a tough question. Yes, I do. Well, yes, in a long-term perspective, I do. Not against the WWF personally, no. But about what people perceive as being success and obtaining success and what that picture looks like, sometimes once you get there, a young kid, when they're looking at things like that, it's not as attractive when you get there as it was when you don't have anything. And I know it can be miserable being piss poor, but you know it can. You can have uh, a lot of headaches too, and a lot of different different decisions to make once you reach the top. And it's hard to stay at the top. That's that's for sure, especially in this business. Uh, we'll go to Bobby from the Bronx. Bobby, you're next. Hey, John, how you doing? Okay. Hey, hey Bobby, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Hey, uh, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, are Bobby. you a Hogan still friends? Yeah, oh. we don't have any. There's no grievances. There's no animosities between me and Hulk at all. 
And uh, did you see? Did you see Monday? Did you see Monday Night Raw? No, I didn't see it, man. I didn't catch it, but I heard he's back. Yeah, he he looks like he's in good shape. Okay, well, good, man. He's had some time off. Maybe he's uh, he, he's had plenty of time to get do some decent training and stuff. Uh, let's uh, both uh, say a prayer for him and wish him the best, man. Okay, thanks for your call. Let's go to Alfonso from Rosedale. Alfonso, you're next. Uh, hi, Warrior. Um, How you doing, man? All right. Uh, first, I want to say for all the Warriors that you are truly the greatest of all time. Thank and you very much. Yeah, and uh, I hope after your movie you turn to the wrestling because there's nothing like watching you wrestle. And... Uh, um, I got a question. Do you ever see yourself in the long run back in WWF? No, I can't go back to the WWF. Even I, if I, uh, the system changed? Pardon me? Even if the system changed under a new management or whatever? Well, it won't happen that way because there's one thing about Vince that, that he has a quality that uh, no other wrestling organization has or that even comes close. And the only other one that comes close is WCW is that it's in his blood and he works 24 hours a day. And he loves the business. And he never asked me or anybody else to do anything that he wouldn't do. And that's not going to change. And uh, even though the things that they may be doing might not be the right things, and I can't particularly be witness to that because I haven't watched it, um, that's something that's not going to change, and Vince ain't going to give that up. And I can't uh, work under those circumstances, no. He is a... uh an interesting you know, person a professional to deal with. Athlete, yeah. You know, your career's got to change eventually. Yeah. It doesn't last forever in any professional sport, whether it be professional wrestling as professional entertainment or professional baseball, basketball, football. You have to prepare yourself for other things. And um, I'm ready for the challenge. I'm ready for the battle. So uh, I'm going to go ahead and move on. That's it's something that I have to do. It could be, uh, as far as the uh, the lawsuit with the WWF, it might be uh, a big, big fight. It may be as big as a WrestleMania event. I tell you, it's uh, yeah. Well, that hey, that would be good. Maybe the numbers would be would be better. Maybe the the pay per view would be better. Well, I tell you, if it's uh, if it's on court TV by any chance, uh, the ratings will probably go through the roof. That's well, maybe sure. we can get Judge Wapner come out of retirement. Yeah, that would be that would be interesting. And I'm not saying that Hulk wasn't honest. I'm not saying that at all. All I'm saying is that uh, people don't have a problem with that. They open their arms to you. Yeah. You know, because everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has closets in their, you know, skeletons in their closet. Well, my my analogy is like in all sports. Uh, let's say even here in New York City, where Dwight Gooden uh, uh, had uh, the cocaine problem. Now, when he came back, and his first game back at Shea Stadium, uh, there were fifty-five thousand plus in that big, big, huge stadium, giving him a standing O for five minutes. They were supportive. They were behind him. Right. Uh, America is very willing to forgive its athletes in this country. Right, and uh, well, it it comes with the pressure. It, it comes with the pressure that they know that that is on the athlete. Yeah, you know. Hopefully, you know when the when the when the downfall comes and the athlete can no longer perform, then that support is isn't there, and it it not only reflects on just a player but on a whole team. When a team isn't doing good, attendance isn't good. When a team's doing great, attendance is great. Mm-hmm. Um, it all goes hand in hand. And uh, the best thing to do in any situation like that, honesty is the best policy. Well, you've certainly been honest with us tonight, uh, Mr. Helwig, and uh, we appreciate you coming on here. At what uh, cost, I don't know, but uh-huh. uh, we'll find out. Well, Or I'll find out. I know it's going to be an interesting time for your upcoming. Uh, there's going to be a lot of things uh, uh, that may come out in public uh, regarding this lawsuit. Uh, I know uh, uh, 
I had received a copy of it and read it over. There's some interesting stuff in there, and I tell you, it is going to be a um, historic... The most important thing that I want the people to know is, even though the Ultimate Warrior became a success in his own right and rose to the top of professional wrestling and was the only one to beat or chosen to be ultimate uh, the Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania at the Sky Dome in front of a record crowd at Sports Entertainment. Um, I It was Jim Helwig that did it. And Jim Helwig can do the same thing in digging ditches or in pursuing any other career. And anybody at a stage in their life of indecision and not knowing what they want to do or whether or not they can succeed, there's 24 hours in a day. You work till you get it the way you want it. Well, we wish you the best of luck in the future, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking to you soon regarding hopefully setting up something for, for Kerry's family, and uh, we invite you back here anytime because the phones are lighting up like crazy. Okay. Well, you tell all the warriors, and uh, I would tell all the warriors right now, I love each and every one of you for ever attending a live venue or ever purchasing something, and uh, my responsibility to the parents for bringing your children was that no matter how tired I was or how far I had traveled, how little I had to eat that day, wasn't your problem. And you had paid to see the ultimate warrior, and you got to see the ultimate warrior. And whatever I pursue, and if this uh, movie thing takes off, you get to see the exact same thing. So stay tuned in. Okay. Jim, thank you very much. Hey, thank you. Good night. Appreciate man. the time. Thank you. Okay. That was... Uh Jim Helwig, the man formerly known as the Ultimate Warrior. Now, how many minutes do we have left here on this program tonight? About five. About five minutes or so? I guess so. Dave Meltzer, uh, Dave is not on the air, is he? Is not holding it for us? We have to apologize to Dave, and we'll bring him on next week. we got to talk. We have another commercial break we have to take, and we got to tell you about the folks at Holbro Paints who are responsible for bringing us back here on the air. Let me get my Holbro Paint ba hat back on. Looking pretty good, isn't it? Right now, you stop in and you ask for Johnny O and buy four gallons of the Benjamin Moore Regal Wall Satin Paint. Get Johnny O in a headlock and demand your very limited edition autographed Weekend of Champions poster. And all you got to do is purchase that four gallons of paint. It's valued at $75, the poster is. It's your, yours free with your purchase. Very limited supply is available. And if you're lucky enough to pin down another one of those great guys at Holbro, Early Earl, and you purchase four gallons of the Benjamin Moore Regal Wall Satin, not only will you get your autographed post poster, but the Earl will give you a very special autographed photo also. Holbro Paint is located in Brooklyn, 1851 Flatbush Avenue. You can give them a call at 718 338-7800. That number again, 718-338-7800. They're friendly salespeople, happy to help you with all your painting needs. Remember to mention this program when buying that four gallons of Regal Wall Satin and receive the Autograph Weekend of Champions poster absolutely free. And we'll be announcing special guest appearances by wrestling superstars at Holbro Paint in the near future. So we got lots to talk about. We want to thank them once again for sponsoring this program. We'll be back to close out this show right after this. Time out. Wrestling fans, don't go away. The pro wrestling spotlight with John Rizzi will return right after this 
Short timeout. Wrestling fans, the Wrestling Today magazine hotline gives you the inside information you need to know. Wrestling journalist John Arizzi updates the line each day with no-holes-barred coverage on what's making news in and out of the ring. By calling 900-933-7526, you'll be an informed pro wrestling fan. That's 900-933-7526. The cost is just $1.49 a minute. Children under 18 must have their parents' permission before calling. Whether you have a touchstone or rotary phone, you can reach John Arizzi on the Wrestling Today magazine hotline. Now, for just $1.49 a minute, call 900-933-7526. 900-933-7526 today. Want to talk wrestling? Call 212-477-5610 and be part of the Pro Wrestling Spotlight. Now back to John Arizzi. Okay, and uh, one last plug here. I want to talk to you about a videotape dealer out of Pennsylvania by the name of Rob Feinstein. Uh, he was with us here on WEVD uh, before we went off the air here, September 19th. And Rob right now is uh, in the middle of a great sale regarding a couple of special videotapes. Now, he's got the Battle of the Belts. Now, it took place during that wrestling fans convention promoted by John Clark, the Wrestling Legends uh, Convention. This was from Saturday, July, uh, January 23rd, and it had, features the very best wrestling match I've ever seen. Texas Death Rat, uh, I can't even speak. Texas Death Match rules the I Quit match between Hot Stuff Eddie Gilbert and Terry Funk, who was managed by Woman this night. Also, the British Bulldog against the Mass Superstar, and it was Kerry Von Erich's very last appearance on the East Coast. He took on Wildman Balomo, and Kerry was also managed by Woman in that particular match. This tape is just $20. It's an excellent tape. Call Rob up at this number, 215-752-4279. That's 215-752-4279. He's got a 300-page video list of over 650 tapes. Give him a call at 215-752-4279. I'll write him at 865 Green Ridge Circle, Langhorne, Pennsylvania, 190. Five, three. Don't forget to ask about all those special tapes that he has, including the Battle of the Belts, Terry Funk versus Eddie Gilbert in the I Quit match. Okay. I want to just let everybody know, you know, we were supposed to have uh, Dave Meltzer on the air with us, and we'll bring Dave on That's next week. For this week and uh, also, I just want to remind everybody once again that we are on WNYG every Saturday morning out on Long Island, 1440 a.m., so next week, we will return, and we will talk more wrestling with you right here on this program. Thanks for hanging out with us, and uh, we enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next week. That's all for this week, wrestling fans. Join us next week for another edition of Pro Wrestling Spotlight, sponsored by Holbro Paint Industries of Brooklyn. Tune in next week for the latest pro wrestling news right here on WEVD, New York's Greater 1050. Well, that was a look into the future, and we covered that episode with The Ultimate Warrior from February 27th, 1993, and that's going to about wrap up this edition of John Arezzi's Pro Wrestling Spotlight podcast. Don't forget to check out the Patreon community. Just go to patreon.com slash John Arezzi, and don't forget, five bucks a month gets you in the door. 
You can join our private group at facebook.com slash Pro Wrestling Spotlight podcast and radio show. We do have a public page to share history on Facebook. That is John Arezzi's Matt Memories at Facebook. There's a private group there as well. Our YouTube channel that features clips of our shows is at youtube.com slash Pro Wrestling Spotlight. Please subscribe to that channel now. You can follow me at Twitter at John Arezzi. Instagram is at John Arezzi as well. If you'd like a signed and numbered copy of my book, Matt Memories, just send an email to me at john at mattmemories.com. And don't forget, check out our sister podcast, Matt Memories from Madison Square Garden, covering all the shows I covered from the mecca of all arenas 50 years ago to the day the show takes place. Several episodes are up there right now, eight of them a matter of fact, so check it out. It'll become one of your favorite podcasts. Matt Memories from Madison Square Garden is co-hosted by Tim Poutre, written and researched by Richie Garcia. John Arezzi's Pro Wrestling Spotlight podcast is a production of Matt Memories, LLC. Our co-host is Bob Smith. Our editor is Jay Farrar. And thanks to Patreon executive producer Jeremy Priest and all the patrons for the support of the production of this show. Until next week. When we relive more history with you, this is John Arezzi for the Pro Wrestling Spotlight.